We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN, presented by our friends at Prize Picks. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the wonderful Rohan Kadi. Rohan, good sir. Happy Monday. How's it going? Happy Monday are two things that are two words that don't usually go together in my vocabulary, but it is a uh, happy Monday if you are a fan viewer of the Milwaukee Bucks tie. They are they have a win streak in what feels like the first time in forever, two games in a row against two quality and one quality opponents. <laughs> uh, three obviously. games. They won the All Star game too. It's a three I guess game so. winning streak in my opinion. Yeah, they're undefeated, never lost after the All-Star break. Undefeated, never lost with uh, Danilo Gallinari uh, in the fold, which we will uh, get into. But yeah, impressive wins, as the uh, as the bottom of the screen says in the title. Impressive wins in Minnesota and Philly. Back-to-back great performances from the Milwaukee Bucks. Performances that make you go, hey, this is a pretty good team, you know? <laughs> this, this, this might be a pretty good team, which is exactly what we wanted to see coming in. Coming out of the all-star break, but uh, we will dive into all things about these wins. We will. I mean, we're so back, is what I'm saying. Um, so let, let's get right into it. Um, I'll throw it to you. I, I get to talk first, and and frankly, probably often most. Who do you? Who stood out the most to you? Let's phrase it this way. Let, let's go in an exciting. Pat Connison. Literally, I have my notes document. He was number one on my list. Pat Connison. And Without as, a doubt, as I tweeted, we saw our last show. Probably less optimistic going into that show was, what do we need from each buck for them to go on a title run? And I would say, maybe Dame, but Pat maybe like the most has lived up to the standard we set so far, which was just be more active, be more involved. It felt like he would check into a game. He would just kind of stand out there on offense. He would get blown by on defense. He was not contributing value. 
He is a bench high total plus 16 in the two games post All-Star break. Frankly, he is like the only bench player they've had consistent success with, uh, at least in, in terms of plus minus data across both games, which obviously is a small sample. Um, but he has just played really well. I mean, he was blocking shots, both one on his trademark leaping three-point <laughs> defense and one in the paint. Uh, he is running in transition. He had some great cuts. Giannis, I think, found him. I think maybe Bobby Portis found him once. He's knocking down his threes. He continues to knock down like 40-plus percent of his threes, I think, in 2024. has been one of their best three-point shooters this calendar year. The Patissants, I think, is on us. Listen, the unrelated 2-4. The looks like it's sticking around. The Connaissance? No, Well, you know no. what people are saying. What He's are they got saying? The double boost. I didn't even realize. So I mentioned the last show, funnily enough, that he's engaged, and we congratulated him. I believe he and his fiance are also expecting. Oh. So there's there's a double. There's a soon to be, hopefully, new dad and a newly new fiance boost happening here, and it's clearly working for Pat. Yeah, everything seems to be going well. Like, I think you highlighted it best. He's more engaged in games now. I guess maybe that's because he's engaged in real life. There you go. He figured it out. <laughs> he was like, Crack the code. Oh. He's like, oh, man, I'm engaged now. Wait, engaged? Like, I should be on the basketball court? <laughs> Boom. Uh, <laughs> but no, again, congrats to Pat. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it feels like a whole different pack on to new, new second half of the season, new me. Uh, for Pat, like you mentioned, he's he's knocking down his shots at a high rate, but it's the defensive ro- engagement rotation that we're really, really seeing Pat be involved in. Like, he's moving a lot more. He's getting into the right spots on both offense and defense. It's a great thing. It reminds me of what Pat Connaughton does great and brings versatility to this roster like we thought he could. That was his entire role on this team pre this sort of year and last year i guess was just being like a a versatile forward who you can slide up slide down whenever you need to and in the last like year and a half he haven't really seen a lot of that from pat connison he gets beat on drives he's just not engaged defensively but now we're starting to see that come together we're starting to see him remember who he is in terms of being a member of the milwaukee bucks being used to playing with guys like uh Giannis and Brooke I can't even I was about to say Drew uh and Chris is injured but hopefully should be back soon yeah yeah the update there will be tonight as we record Monday night we'll know the uh his status for Tuesday's game or at least have some idea of it yeah which hopefully hopefully all things are well for Chris but yeah Pat it just seems like uh it seems like it sounded like Bobby during the mic'd up segment uh, during yeah, uh, the Philadelphia now. game. He said Bucks starting to look like the Bucks again, but that reflects more on Pat Connaughton and maybe Bobby Portis, as we'll get into more than anybody, because you're starting to see actual bench contributions for a team that was just crying, bleeding out, yearning for uh, bench contributions. Yearning indeed. Uh, Pat against the Timberwolves played 20 minutes, knocked down three of his five shots, including two of his four threes, had four rebounds in that game, was a plus eight in that game. Also was the only outside of Gallo plus one in five minutes was the only bench positive. And then against the 76ers led the bench in minutes at 22 and a half, three for four from the field, one for two from deep, 
had five rebounds, two offensive. He was that's another thing we hadn't seen as much was Pat kind of flying in for offensive rebounds. Remember, he and Dante DiVincenzo used to always crash the boards and spend a little while. He also had an assist, two blocks. He had the one turnover, scored seven points. So uh, 15 points in the two games, which isn't, you know, a ton. But Pat was coming into uh, for the season or pre-All-Star averaged 5.2 points. So still cranking that up a little bit from, you know, again, just not having much of an impact. Actually has risen his season-long three-point percentage down to 38.9, nearly 39%. So it's nice to see that coming back. And, and that's a longer sample than, you know, just the two games that we've been impressed by. That, that'll that help. That'll help, you know, keep you in the rotation or at least, you know, ensure that if maybe you have a rotation spot locked in because Doc loves vets. We'll get to Doc a little later in the show. Uh, but it makes sure that, you know, you're helping the team in, in those minutes. And, and Pat certainly has been doing that. So, yeah. That is also where I wanted to start. Um, I think we could probably hop to Dame now, Damian Lillard, who is playing, I would say, better. I think the first half against Philly was a, oh my God, this is the guy. This is the guy we've been waiting for. This is the guy the Bucks truly need. He does end that game with 24 points, fifty or shoots 53% from the field, 50% from deep, 100% from free throw. Nine assists, seven rebounds, two steals. Did have five turnovers. Team high plus 37. The Bucks creamed Philly when he was on the court. I believe, what's the stat? They're 13-0 or something when he shoots 50% from the field? 15, I think. That's crazy. I will double-check that right now. But um, just obviously a huge impact that Dame has and Dame playing well has. And I, what stood out to me... Uh, he's shooting 37% in the two games from three sent from three uh, since the All-Star break, which is good. He had a couple threes that just discouraged players. Like the one when B-Ball Paul was honestly pretty close to him, and Dame just didn't dribble, didn't move, just rose up and hit it. And you could see Paul Reed is just like throws his hands up, like what am I supposed to do? That's what we've been missing. And I thought Dame was just phenomenal, and it was so fun to see and – it was nice to see him carry over the momentum because he was not good for a lot of the Timberwolves game, but did kind of close out the Wolves, did have a quasi-game time shot to kind of end the game there. Really picked up where he left off and trailed off a little bit as the game went on, but I will not look at 53, 50, 100 splits, 24 points, and you know I'm not going to look that gift horse in the mouth. You'll certainly take that from Dan. Yeah, for sure. I I don't think we're necessarily seeing it at a complete level yet, like that we wanted to from Damian Lillard. Uh, like you mentioned, started off that Philly game really strong. What do you have in that first half? 17 points on 6 of 10 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 5 assists, yeah. 2 steals in that first half. Four of his five turnovers did come in the first half, which is uh, a little disappointing. But uh, it was uh, it was a great first half performance, and you got to see, hey, this is the guy, like you were mentioning. This is the guy. This is the guy that the Bucks need to see. And I think what's really maybe a little bit of a revelation is that you realize going out of these Minnesota games in Philly, an undermanned Philly team, again, no Joel Embiid, uh, who should be reevaluated in the next week or so, I believe. Uh, my God. But Eight, 18 and 0. When 18? 50%. Oh, my goodness. Dame, come on, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally been that. And they've won his minutes in all of those games, too. Um, yeah, 18 and 0. Wow. But uh, yeah, the the point I was trying to make is you don't necessarily need Dame to be Dame for the entire game in order to succeed. 
as we've seen in these last few games. You need him to just go thermonuclear for an extended period of time in the game. Just you need him to get like a quarter, a half of regular Damian Lillard, and that's all you need because the team around him and you also have Giannis. That's all you need because the rest of the team is going to carry the load if needed. Giannis is going to do Giannis things, going to do best player in the world things. Yeah, I'll keep saying it. Uh, He's going to keep doing best player in the world things. Yeah, hashtag not our MVP if he doesn't win, you know? Uh, Or hashtag... Uh, do people still use hashtags? Not really in that sense, I don't think. Yeah. I never really used hashtags anyway. I don't know why I'm saying it. Have you seen the old LeBron IG posts that have been resurfacing and his hashtags? Who do you say? He said a barber looked like someone. and it's, This is all in hashtags. He's like, got a cut in Milan. Hashtag, my barber looks like Bear Grylls or somebody. And then, the next one was, and then the next one is hashtag... He said, I look like LeBron James. Just like one of the funniest. Like, just you see the one where classic. he's like, jury duty, got to do my civic duty now. <laughs> no, I didn't. There's no shot LeBron did jury duty. No, there's no shot. It was like 13 years ago or something, so maybe. I think even 13 years ago, I'm going to say he's probably still a little bit too fake. That's like the, the, the plot of a show jury duty would be if LeBron went to jury duty. But That's the one with James Marsden, right? Yeah. Never watched it. Yeah, it's it's controversial. Mm, okay. Let's not cover Jerry Duty the show anymore. I'm freebie. <laughs> not a sponsor, but freebie. If you want to come on board, freebie. What is free? No, no, we're not. That's <laughs> where you watch Jerry Duty. Okay. It sounded like we were about to. Made, go- I don't know how they got a show. I really don't. It sounded Freevee, like we were about to go. Out. This is a great organic. Ad yeah, read. No, that's what I was saying. It sounded like we were about to go into an ad read. What is freebie? Well, let me <laughs> tell you. Uh, no, but. Uh, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah, Damian Lillard. Yeah. You don't need him to be a traditional Damian Lillard for the entirety of a game. You just need him to do it in certain points of the game, and you need him to do it at least for part of a game. Like we're saying, we were saying our expectations coming out of the All-Star break, like, hey, what do we need from each player? We said, hey, Dame, be Dame. I'm starting to maybe push back on that because you don't need it for the entirety of the game. You just need him to be like Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers, top 75 ever, one of the greatest shooters of all time, Damian Lillard, for like half the game. I mean, this was against the Sixers with no Joel Embiid. That's also fair. I think when the games are more serious, you might need it more, but I will take progress. And this has been progress. These last couple of games... It started to show through, and I think he can find it more. And also, let's just do this now. I mean, I want to mention it, especially when we get to Patrick Beverly probably much later in the show. But, like, Chris Middleton being out makes life a little harder for everyone, too. And I think that should help Dame's efficiency some as well. Uh, let's let's do Giannis. I, I don't think there's one thing that's probably stood out to folks that we'll talk about with Giannis. But I actually was not impressed with the way he played against Philly. I think no nap Giannis struck again, especially in the first half. And I think some of the corner threes they gave up, it was Giannis who just wasn't rotating fast enough. I, it, th- this is funny because I, I just not feel like it was a good game. He ended up scoring 30. In the two games since the break, he is averaging 31.5 points, 12.5 rebounds, 7 assists, shooting 63% from the field. So, you know, Giannis's games where I'm like, oh, it's not the best Giannis game, ends up being, you know, what would be a career night for 99% of the NBA? Two for three on threes. 
post-All-Star break. I will say, the catch-and-shoot ones he's been taking, I don't mind. Uh, well, the one he the miss was also in the Philly game. It was a dribble pull-up he missed, and it was a, it was a bad time 3-2. Things were getting a little shaky for the Bucks. I didn't like that one. But one was they advanced him up to him on the elbow. Paul Reed or whoever just leaves him wide open. And the form looked good. Looked nice, compact, and knocked it down. But the number I think people are concerned with. Uh, can I even read this on the pod? Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you know what it is? I, I'm pretty sure I do. 69.7% on free throws? That's okay. Hey, I mean, Giannis is up to 69 in the Bucks stock market, so maybe he was just doing a tribute to that. He, it's a number he's a fan of. He has confirmed. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the Maybe way, Buck Stock Market, follow at Eurostep Podcast on uh, Twitter. Follow so track he, Buck Stock Market at gspn.info all season long. You should do that. He is shooting 63% from the field, 66% from three, and 69% from free throw post-All-Star break. I wonder if he's trying to reach 69 equilibrium there. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be, that would be something Giannis would do. That would honestly. be on brand for him. It'd be very on brand for Giannis. Um, you know what? If he's trying to... If that's what gets it done. Sure. If he wants to shoot 69% from the field, 69% from three, and also 69% from free throw, that's fine. I'll take that. That's a I win. He has to... I wonder how many threes you have to attempt to shoot 69%. Probably a lot. A lot. Yeah. So I don't that, know what the qualification thresholds are, but... Well, just in just in his sample, uh, he's not going to lead the league in three point percentage. I think more he would just have to get there and then stop. But it, it might be a, an uphill climb. After Imagine Giannis as the first sixty 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 season. <laughs> I would like to imagine that very much. He's only one category away. Uh, actually, what is he shooting from from free throw on the season? Sixty five percent. So yeah, yeah. All he has to do. He's shooting sixty five percent on the season. From free throw. From free so throw, 69% is bringing up his percentages? That's depressing, yeah. man. Well, that's, that's what 69 was not bad for him. 70% for Giannis is pretty good. I know, but it's that's like, like... That's like... You're, you're, half you're almost level. 30 years old, man. Like, what does that have to do with free throws? Like, hit your free throws. You've been in the league for 11 well, years. he's been hitting them more lately. It's a sub-70%. Stop, stop bragging on our MVP. That's fair. That's fair. I did. I want to say, I did say Giannis best in the world because he is the best in the world. Like, let's talk about some pass. Like, his, we've talked about his playmaking all year long. Some of the passes he's throwing out here are ridiculous. The, the spin left-handed over the back to Bobby Portis, who dishes Made the extra pass? I can't wait to talk about Bobby has been giving me a lot. Bobby and Pat are just like, oh, if, if we play, if they play good... All the other stuff seems smaller. But yeah, the for sure. We'll get into Bobby. We'll, we'll do Bobby next. But yeah, the the passing, just the vision from Giannis Antetokounmpo is, it's otherworldly, man. I don't think everyone out there truly appreciates how he's improved, not only as a passer, but just like in terms of his vision and the passes that he is able to make on a consistent basis. Like you're talking about that spin, uh, like that left-handed running spin pass that no one else, by the way, in the NBA is making. No one. No, no. shot. No shot. Like, all apologies to Nikola Jokic, but he's not, first he of all, can't move, he can't move fast enough to make that pass. Nikola Jokic's spin would be like looking like Brook Lopez out there. It'd be, it'd be slower. It might be slower than Brook Lopez. I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. Brook had a couple drives against Philly where it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> 
Hey, we talked about more glacial drives. He listened. Uh, maybe we should have not said that. Hey, whatever works, you know. But maybe, yeah, they didn't work. They didn't no. work. That's the problem. It's just like I'm just gonna run into b-ball ball with the ball not high enough and see what happens. The answer, <laughs> nothing good. Just vibes. Yeah. <laughs> no plan. Just vibes. Brook Lopez on drives this year. Brook Lopez 2023-2024 experience. No plan. Just vibes. Honestly, uh, to a large extent, yes. Yeah. Uh, but also that Giannis full court assist to Brook Lopez to end the first half against Philly. Nutty. That was nutty. I mean, it, first of all, what, shame on Philly. What a horrible. I mean, <laughs> like, what dude. was that? I, I don't think Brook beat them there. I think he just didn't get back, right? Yeah, he didn't get back. I have to imagine that's that's how it went. No, but Brook I Lopez love, was leaking out. <laughs> I just love Giannis went and just like as soon as he got in that position, I was like, this is either going to be really good or very funny, and it ended up being both because I was laughing at the Sixers also for allowing that to happen. But it was, I think Eric Nain made the comp. It looked like like a goalie, like doing or like a soccer player doing one of the huge heave passes. Because it's not, you, you can't touch down form it. From, the, the thing about that pass that's crazy, it was the inbound. I mean, a lot of times you'll see somebody inbounds and then a player who's like, you know, 20 feet from the, the out-of-bounds line makes a pass. That, that's still very impressive. Like the, a lot of the Kevin Love ones, I feel like, aren't necessarily from the out-of-bounds, but he threw a perfect ball that just landed in Brooke Lopez's lap, not lap, but in his arms, right into the rim. That's a 94-foot pass. That's incredible. So, so impressive. Shout to Brooke for getting it off in time. He had 1.1 seconds. Yeah. He came down with it. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, don't waste this. Like, Bobby wasted a beautiful Giannis pass. Oh, Early my God. Game. Yes. Bobby wasted a beautiful – he wasted a Dane one, too. But, uh, he did. Giannis just throwing like a like an overhand uh, bounce pass through the lane to Bobby Portis for a wide open reverse layup, and it doesn't even hit the rim. Like I it doesn't hit the backboard, any, the rim, anything. He goes up, comes travels. back down, travels with it, yeah. and it's like, Bobby, you've been having a good game, but I think uh, uh, I think it was I think it was Nikias Duncan on Twitter. who was like, Bobby, you got to buy Giannis dinner after that yeah, one. Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> yeah, you messed up a beautiful A, and that would have been the triple double. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. not good, Bobby. But the rest of Bobby's play has been good. Do you have any more Giannis thoughts? Just incredible, just incredible. Yeah. Like just that. That's no notes. Ten out of ten. He's here and he's perfect. It's Giannis to the Koopa. Appreciate greatness, everyone. That's all I, I have mean, to say. Like I'm is... just in, I'm in awe of every performance I see nowadays. He is like getting to the point where he's going to statistically lock in the 30 on 60% with like many games to go. He's almost up to 31 points per game now, 30.8. And the field goal percentage is a healthy 61.6. Like he is, it's not like a borderline. Sometimes it's like, oh, 30.1 and 60.2. Is he going to hold on? Like he's firmly above those numbers. And again, this is a historic season. Not to mention, you can add in 11 rebounds, six and a half assists. That number's been going up. His steal and block numbers, I think, are better than they've been in recent years. 1.3 steals, 1.1 blocks at this point. Um, yeah, he's just he's just been awesome, is uh, is the easiest way to put it. But Ty, who wanted to hire Adrian Griffin again? That's true. They should just cut him. They should, honestly. Because that's, that's the criteria. That's the criteria, right? I don't even want to talk about narratives and, and all this crap. You know what tweet I'm I referring do. to, right? I do. Yeah, I do. Before we get to Bobby Portis, 
want to talk about our friends at Prize Picks, presenting sponsor of the Eurostep, America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Just you against the numbers. Pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Rohan, our listeners know it's demon time. We got demons and goblins for different payouts. But let's talk about a little victory lane performance from you, Mr. Rohan Kadi. I know these are not the picks I believe you shared our last pod, but you, you ran it back. I don't know how you did in that against the By the way, the, the, the picks I shared on the last pod, I forgot to mention, I had Anthony Edwards more than 27.5 points in addition to Damian Lillard more than 29.5 points combined with assists. Uh, Malik Beasley more than 10.5 points, and Giannis Antetokounmpo more than 34.5 combined points and assists against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was a win. That was 4 out of 4. Oh, that was. Uh, wow. Yeah. And then going in... You ran back-to-back. Hey, I'm, I've gone back-to-back-to-back. Oh, okay. Listen, if you're not using code Eurostep to get a 100% deposit match up to $100 on prize picks and and eating up these Rohan Cotty picks from above, I don't know what you're doing. I'll tell you what, it's 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 fun. It's, He's it's, putting the prize in prize picks. I am, because here we go, going after, before the Sixers game. Uh, made, a, made a few picks here. Damian Lillard, more than 30.5 combined points and assists. Easy. Ooh. Giannis Antetokounmpo, more than 7.5 free throws made. And now, I wanted nine. to ask you about that one. So, Dame was more than at 33. Giannis was more than at 9. But what made you take free throws made? Versus any of the other Giannis projections. No, no Joel Embiid. Giannis wow. is going to be in the paint. He's going to be living in the paint. He's going to be getting to the rim. He's going to be fouling a guy like B-Ball. Or B-Ball Paul is going to be fouling a guy like Giannis, yeah. which ended up being true. Man had five fouls. There's no resistance at the rim with no Joel Embiid. Uh, so Giannis was going to be living at the free throw line, which uh, happened more in the second half than the first half. Only, I, I believe was, only, he only two had 12, made... 12 attempts total. So yeah. he needed to shoot 75% or close to it for, for this win, but he did. he did. He did. And then Tyrese Maxey, more than 41.5 fantasy score. Uh, I like that projection the best. And Tyrese Maxey ended up with a 46.1 fantasy score. Again, opposing point guards against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's, yeah. still, a, it's still a thing. And also, Brook- that, that's a double. That's a twofer because it's an opposing point guard against the Bucks. And it's like a, you know the only guy above league average on the whole team. At anything? Yeah. I mean, like, if Maxie's not doing anything, they're probably just cooked unless it's the monthly Uber game. So I, I like that play a lot. And then uh, Brooke Lopez, more than three and a half defensive rebounds. And again, it's the Joel Embiid thing. He's just yeah. going to be bigger than guys like B-Ball Paul. And, I mean, uh, three and a half is just a low, a low number. I'm sure, you know, they there's algorithms that do all this, but that just feels like a low number. Yeah. Had to had to take advantage, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's another four out of four for me. All right, well, that is, I mean, Rohan's just just knocking him down. I mean, I can't wait to see, you know, check back in later this week after the uh, the Hornets game. That could be a difficult one because if the Bucks continue playing like this, taking care of business, you know, will minutes be reduced? Who knows? Who can say? But make sure, folks, listeners that you are also getting in on the action. I got to I got to get back involved. I need to I need to jump back in. I, I'm I'm going to cook up some some projections, some picks for for this Hornets game as well. But 
go check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash Eurostep. Use code Eurostep. All one word. G-Y-R-O-S-T-E-P. For that first deposit match up to $100. Enjoy some plays on Rohan and I and everyone here at GSPN. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy when you go to prizepicks.com slash Eurostep. Okay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We were going to go to Bobby Portis. Still, the team has not won his minutes since the All-Star break. I don't put that all on him. I think he has played much better. He is 14 for 24 from the field in those two games, which is a strong percentage. Also, three from six from three in those games. Interestingly, I was feeling like the corner three was good for him and the other threes were not as good. He made one higher up on the arc in the Philly game as well. Yeah, he, liked- he had an above the break three. It was, uh, it was coming off a Dame pick and roll with Bobby. Bobby was a screen setter. Nice little pick and pop. Two guys go to Dame. Easy one pass to Bobby Portis when B-Ball Paul couldn't recover in time. Bobby gets the above the break three. He couldn't recover in time because Bobby just let it go. And I think that's the difference. There was too many games where too many opportunities where he either takes a dribble and then thinks about shooting or just immediately pushes in for the floater. I feel like, especially on his made threes, he has gotten the ball loaded up and shot right away. And in the corners, he's making them over closeouts. Like, he has got a little Brook Lopez, like, uh, it doesn't matter if you're closing out, I'm going to shoot it anyway. And it's been successful. I mean, obviously, three attempts is a very small sample size. But, I mean, outside of, like, again, some of the, some of the hilarious gaffes, like missing layups on great passes, I think Bobby overall has played very well. I've liked his shot selection more. And, I mean, can we talk about all the calls on defense when he was operating as the big and they had him mic'd up and they were, what was it, ABC or TNT or ESPN ABC. or whoever was, ABC was airing the game on Sunday. And he was just talking constantly, red, 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 which means switch and all over it. That's really, really nice to see. And I know um, after that game, Big Waz – is it Waz? Yeah. I was like, what are you I messed it up for? once. Remember? What did I say yes. last time, <laughs> What did I say last time? I think you said Waz. I forgot Waz. About. Um, said that on that they just talked about, because I shared that it was cool to see on, on the broadcast. And Milwaukee, he said Milwaukee's communication has stood out to him as well, just in recent games generally. Like they are talking a bunch defensively. The broadcast said it's a sign of you know more buy-in, and we'll talk about Doc Rivers on this show as well. But I, I think it's been working. I think Bobby has looked – I think when they switch more and he's involved and he's calling stuff out, 
he can survive out there more defensively too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, an active and engaged defender is more is is better for the team than someone who's not playing great defense. I don't, I don't know how much there is to read into that, but Bobby does seem active and engaged on the defensive end. He's quarterbacking that defense up, not quarterbacking the defense. Who calls up the play? Like the middle, he's the a middle linebacker. Mike, yeah, yeah. He's being the Mike of the defense on uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks when he's out there because there were a few stretches where he was out there. Without Giannis, without Brooke, he was out there with Gallo for like five minutes. Yeah, uh, the Gallo being a first half only player is like a very funny thing to me. It's the it's the Thon Maker Memorial start. It's it's on that level, I will say. I think Thon played more. Though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Gallo in the Timberwolves game, four and a half minutes, probably similar in the first like half in the Wolves game. Yeah, uh, five minutes in the in the Sixers game. In the first half, ends up playing eight because he got got a little garbage time blow as well. Yeah, had a nice assist to Bobby out there, but yeah, he his passing. Oh, we'll do Gallo later. That's yeah, the we'll only do... real note I have, the only positive note. So we'll we'll wait on that. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Portis out there, even in lineups without Giannis, without Brooke, uh, and he's the primary uh, defensive big out there. It's looked better. It's looked better than it ever yeah. has been. Like frankly, like I don't, yeah. I can't recall any other stretch of Bobby Portis being Milwaukee Buck in the defensive intensity, and just his activity and engagement on the defensive end has looked better. Do you think it's scheme as well as just the way that, like, the overall communication and and buy in Doc has gotten so far? I think it so. It feels like they're having him. I mean, I think the worst. And I've said this many times. The worst he's ever looked defensively is when they're like. All right, do the Brook deep drop, and it's like he just get lost, and I, I just don't think that's a skill set. But more switches, and I, I will say probably maybe what he's best at defensively, he's like a very opportunistic scrammer. Like he will organize and, and execute scram switches very well. So when they are switching all five out, like he will say, "Okay, Dame, right now I'll, I'll cover the big. You go, you just go back out to the corner and you know take the wing or whatever it is." So I think. I think it does. It works for him better. You know, it's been two games. There's a lot of games to go. But two games against, I mean, one very good team in Minnesota that was at full strength. And then the Sixers, who obviously, without Embiid, are not the same team. But um, They're actually pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say not a pushover, but they kind of have been a pushover without Embiid. So maybe they are still a pushover. Maxie's good. Maxie's good. Future buck, you know? That'd be nice. Giannis was already planting the seeds. He's like, yeah, I can't love love seeing guys at All-Star break. These young point guards like, you know, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Max, of course, Damian Lillard as well. <laughs> he's definitely, definitely playing. He knows what we he's know, doing. Giannis does his work at All-Star. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't have anyone else's phone number. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, okay. He sees him when he sees him. <laughs> Did you see the interaction? Oh, the only, phone, the only phone Lawrence? numbers in his uh, the only phone numbers in his Google Pixel are his <laughs> teammates and Drewski. Apparently, I I think I think Drewski has his number. I don't think he saved Drewski's number. That's honestly probably that's a hundred percent. But he probably recognizes it and knows not to pick up. What's Did you see the, the Scotty do, Barnes? Do you see, sorry, do you see people just like what? Are, what are your thoughts on people who just don't save numbers? It's weird, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, to me, that's a sign of, you know, disrespect or... Yeah, I have a friend who will just, it's it's the one friend, you know, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Uh, who just doesn't save numbers. No one? At all. At all. Like, it, for most like, no, people. Like, like, every, like, if you look at their text, 
it's just numbers yeah for for a lot of people yeah obviously for like close friends they have what about you yeah i'm saved okay but it's it's also like you go through the phone and there's a lot it's like what do you mean like they have co-workers and stuff and it's like just not saved i don't See, know what i they're... need to i'm not very good with names so i i think it's because i use too much of my brain power i'm like who was the 14th guy for the timberwolves five years ago and i now i can't remember like oh what's what's her new boyfriend's name again but i'm like sitting here like anthony morrow was a bucket and that's that's a me problem and i recognize that anthony morrow was a bucket i really thought oh with the pace in space anyway anyway um so that's part of like i try and like uh like have names saved anywhere to associate you know that way so i think the phone for that is helpful yeah and the thing is they also forget too so it's just like just save the number just save the number. Sorry, Scotty Barnes. Did I see Scotty Barnes? What interaction with Giannis at All Star? Yeah, it was. It's, it was something. Else. I thought it, I thought it was funny. Giannis didn't <laughs> seem to enjoy it. I thought it was like pretty funny. I am, I'm just delighted by Scotty Barnes. I'm a Scotty Barnes fan. He's he's just a goofy dude. He's goofy. I like the way he plays. Frankly, I think he is. You know, not going to be probably ever the first best player on a very good team, but I think he is the kind of guy who's like would fit well on the many many teams. But, yeah, he basically told Giannis, like, after what you said about the equipment manager, our equipment manager stepped it up. And Giannis was like, ah, okay. Oh, look, that's actually a pretty funny thing to say. Um, By the way, this was the first game in Philly since the ladder gate. Really? Yeah, I think so. When was ladder gate? Last, Last year. season? Yeah. This is, yeah. It's only their second game against them this season, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. They're adding yeah. the ladders this time. <laughs> That was so funny. Uh, do you want to do Brooke or Doc next? Let's do Brooke. We'll do. We'll save coaching for last. Okay. I Brooke Lopez. Uh, a shot selection still a little uh, precarious of a situation. I'd say me. There were a couple he turned down at least in the Philly game. That there were. There no he break. he attacked closeouts more. Like we saw those glacial drives. Like we I had mentioned earlier. And that's yeah. something we had asked for. Again, like the players listened to the pot. They they took into account what we three wanted, assists. and it's great. Three assists from Brooke is not bad either. Yeah, he's he's turning down some shots. He's not being just a total black hole on offense where he's just like, here's the ball. Hey, Brooke, I'm going to do Brooke Lopez things. Um, he has to make up for the fact that Robin Lopez is no longer on the team. He's got to prove that he's the he 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 now is the sole Lopez brother. So he's like, I gotta I gotta express my dominance here. But no, he's he's cleaned it up a little bit. It's still not perfect, in my opinion. It's still not perfect. Yeah. But he had some great rim contests in that game against Philly. Uh, he he had some great rim contests in the game against uh, Minnesota as well. It's just he's he's being more. How do I say this? He's being more poignant on both ends. I feel like it's it's more not necessarily yeah, it's not necessarily like a complete like transformation of who he he's he's back to prime Bucks Brook Lopez like 2019, 2021, something like that. Brook Lopez, but he's just he's cleaning it up a little bit on both ends. Does that make sense? Yeah, I will say this: he is a team high in plus minus in these two games since All Star. The Bucks have won his minutes by 47 points, so pretty resoundingly. I think defensively, and he's also got, I think, six total blocks across the two games, which is quite a bit. Shooting 47 and thir- 47% from the field, 35% from three, which is just uh, 35% for three, 
which are just average. I mean, for the season, he's 48% from the field, 34% from three. So those are not outliers. So the plus minus to me does speak to what you're saying and just that he's having, he's having more of a direct impact on certain possessions. I will say in ISO, I've almost been the most disappointed, but then I think of like how well he defended Jokic and how well he defends Embiid. And part of me is like, I mean, how it, like, I think the, the smaller centers almost give him more trouble. Like Jarrett Allen and B-Ball Paul have looked better against Brooke than, you know, Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, which is like, I think you live with that. And most, I mean, it's, obviously it's difficult against Cleveland. We'll also see how much different that would be in the playoffs. But at least the elite, elite guys, he's still a good ISO option on. And obviously his team defense has been phenomenal. You know, you don't have that that crazy plus minus um, without playing some good team ball. I mean, he started off red hot against the Timberwolves, ends up shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three, which is still outlier good, but it's not it's not wildly good. It's not like he shot 60% from three that game. He just started out red hot and then kept shooting. He took 10 threes in that game. He took four threes against the Sixers. Four is the number I'd like to see that at closer to, and it did feel like there was some he was turning down. I hope that is a coaching decision. He did have five of the six blocks against Philly, so really was just shutting down the paint uh, and dominating in that game, which is great to see. Yeah, truly is great to see. I mean, when you when you talk about that shot selection like you were talking about, it, there were a few where he, he had open opportunities that he turned down. I, again, I'll, I'll go back to the glacial drives. Just that's improvement in the sense that he now knows, hey, it's attacking closeouts. I don't know, like you mentioned, whether that's going to be a coaching conversation that was had or not. But it would be, uh, I honestly hope it is, right? Oh, That's, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, you hope it is. You hope someone's lighting a fire under the butts of the entire team. I think someone is. I don't know if they are on this particular issue, but I think again. But it feels got, like it, right? Yeah, it looked like it. It looked like it for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, it's, the, it's the Doc Rivers revenge game against Philly. Back to back, or no, back to back revenge games for Pat Bat for his put the belt to the ass. What does that even mean? I, he's he's whipping teams. Oh, is that? Oh, I get it. I yeah, get it. pretty positive. That's what it means. Oh, I mean, that okay. feels on brand, right? Okay, yeah. I was like, what is this? What did you think? <laughs> Nothing. Like, I had no like idea. The belt. Oh. I thought he was just like wearing his belt around the, and I'm like. I just like is, I don't know. I I would I'm very confident that that Pat Bev is applying the belt in this in this. Okay, case. that makes more sense. Thank you. Yeah. I was too afraid to ask. <laughs> no, no, that's that's. I'm glad. I'm glad. Now we covered it, and you and any other list probably listeners are saying the same thing, or or just saying why why are they talking about belt to an ass? That that is why a lot of ass talk this year. Big Bob on the ass. Pat Bev putting the belt on the ass. Yeah. A lot of ass going on. And the Bucks <laughs> played like ass for quite a while, too. So there's also that. New year, new me, and the new me is yeah. ass, as you face It hasn't been. They, they turned it around, thankfully. Um, new month has been has been good. Um, we could do Pat Bev quickly here. I mean, has not shot the ball Disappointing. Well at all yeah. Disappointing. I thought he would fit uh, fit into this team more than... Uh, more than he has thus far for the Bucks, I think he's been a positive addition in terms of like vibes. No campaign's a good vibes guy. Uh, I think mentality, vibes or mentality. Pat Bev brings a mindset that's more useful than affable campaign who is just like dancing. Nothing against campaign. Love campaign. 
No, it's, I just think the the belt to ass thing is probably more useful for this team. Yeah, that makes so much more sense now that I yeah. think about it. I'm like, what do you mean? Are you just like, I, I thought it was like physically wearing the belt. And I just, I just didn't know what to think about it, but uh, I think that, that maybe I'm to... wrong. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe no, you may, put the belts. I, I don't have it, what I'm saying is nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I just, you know, I didn't, I haven't like seen this confirmed or spelled out. That's just been my interpretation. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, Papa, I think he's been lighting a fire under everyone, um, and it's, it's, it's just good to see. Just the play has been a little disappointing. Also, yeah. Uh, he's one for five from three since the break, but two for three from two. Uh, so really just not making his threes on some pretty good looks. He does have five assists to no turnover, and he has a few steals in that time. So, you know, he hasn't done he had that steal on Kyle Lowry and stared him down because he said on his good. pod, he's like, I'm going to be all up on Kyle Lowry or something like that. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, uh, Kyle Lowry took his job. Yeah. And then he went I mean, and he took the, to be in Philly. He, he took the cookies from uh, Kyle Lowry. He did. That was what, what speaking did Lowry of ass. With? Lowry had three points, three assists, two steals, two rebounds, putting a game, one turnover, but one two shots in twenty one minutes. I, I still don't exactly know what the the plan is there. Campaign did not get a good revenge game, one for four. Um here's my thing with Bev. I think more than anyone else on the team, he will benefit from Chris Middleton being back. Because I think the lineups where it's often been like him and Giannis out there, like having Chris as well on the perimeter to just handle the ball more and just be another option would be great. Because some of the times it feels like Giannis uses those lineups to rest a little bit. Like he's not always dominating the ball with that group. And then it's like Beverly's just dribbling a little bit too much. And I think if he had Chris there, and one interesting thing he talked about in his last vlog, I guess they vlog now too. This was like a produced thing that aired last night. I don't know how much of this was from the pod or not, but uh, Roan asked him about his first convo with Dame. And Patrick Beverly instantly was talking about, like I said, it's all love. And then, like, asked him how he wants to be screened for. He was immediately like, you know, the weak guard's going to be on me. So do you want space? Do you want it up close? Like, how do you want me to screen? Which one is like, what a self-aware player to be like, we had beef in the past. How can I best set screens for you? Like, I think that's a very... A very incredible. cool and it's weird just mentality thing. Uh, but two, like, you can do that for Chris, too, right? So it's like teams put these little 6-1 guards on, on Patrick Beverly, and if for all of his minutes he's either got Dame or Chris, he can, you know, drag them up and be like, okay, now I'm going to set a hard screen and, and you're going to have to switch on to Chris Middleton or give him a chance to shoot or same with Dame. Um, that That is majorly helpful. So I, I think he will benefit a lot from Chris. I think he's probably being asked to do a little bit too much with the ball right now. Uh, and again, at least his playmaking has been pretty good. He's avoided the bad turnovers he had before the break, which has been good to see in these last two games. But yeah, certainly has not had a huge impact on these games. But he's also newer to the team. Like I'm not I'm not out on him by any means. I'm not saying you were either. I just think he needs a little bit more time. There, there's room to, for improvement there. Exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, uh, yeah, Beasley. Oh, Beasley. Beasley, 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 of course. I mean, quick one. It's just nice to see. Great. Like, it's... He's back. I mean, he's he's back. back. He's 10 for 16 on threes since post-break, which is red hot. I mean, and I think the, 5%. I think the most important thing there is that's 16 shots in two games. Yes. Uh, it's, it's getting the ball. And that's something Doc Rivers talked about. It's in it that is. was brought up on the broadcast as well uh, during the Philadelphia game. It's just like, yeah, we need to get Malik Beasley more shots. And you know what? It's frankly great to see someone actually yes. deliver on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's, and this is something we've talked about. Like, you, you watch the games. They're worst offensive games. You look after Malik Beasley, one for two, or one for three. He is such a weapon. Even without Chris, with the spacing on this team and with the gaps in the defense that teams account for Giannis and Dame, and, like, frankly, Bobby as well. I mean, teams account for Bobby Portis. They're, they're worried about him down low, even if the post-ups haven't been as effective. And Beast doesn't even need to be that open. I mean, some of these shots, he's, like, not really open at all. His sidestep three has been great. Six for seven from deep against the Sixers, seven for nine overall. Was four for nine from deep against the uh, Wolves, five for 12 overall. So his twos have been pretty bad, which is kind of hilarious. But the threes are falling. And like you're, you made a great point, he's just involved. He's just taking more, which is really nice to see. Yeah, truly. It's, it's all about shot volume with him because he's more effective and more dangerous for opposing defenses on a higher volume. If he's points. not shooting, if he's not shooting, he's that he's not much of a threat, right? Yeah, because he's not going to be a guy who's going to attack closeouts, get to the rim as well. He's not going to just uh, be a defensive menace or anything. His value is in his shot making. So if you want to take advantage of his value out there on the basketball court, you need to feed him shots. We need to talk about the most lovable bees moment so far. When he closes out on Batum, forces the air ball thinks it's a shot clock violation and daps up Doc Rivers. And Doc is like, bees, the play's going on. <laughs> that was a just, rebound. Just incredible. Point, like point one seconds left. It was very, it was on the borderline. But yeah, it's just like, he was so psyched about the great defensive possession where he played good initial defense. And I think Brooke sent him back out to contest the shot because Brooke was switching onto the center. And he got there in time, forces a tough shot. Again, it's an air ball. Um, and it looked like it was going to be a shot clock, but I think Brooke caught it with like you know less than a second left, and so it's just Bucks ball then. And it looked like just it like looked so like a. Dad, are Doc you proud of me? Yeah, literally. And Doc was like, "That's great, Beast. Get back, go, go. Good job, son." And then he's like, sees and like sprints back to to the corner. Dad, watch um, me run back on defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I again, like another guy who I think defensively has looked much better lately, um, and and is just playing well. Fighting better through screens, we all we all know the limitations there. I mean, just size wise, and you know his defensive tools and everything. But he's done good enough. I mean, they're defending at what, like eighth in the league since Doc took over, which includes yeah. some some games where think, like, they uh, just lost the rope entirely. I believe they're allowing the least transition points in the NBA they since are. Doc Rivers took over as well. Correct. And just that's that's where you need to stop the leaking from happening. Literally, yep. like 
people leaking out in transition. <laughs> it's it's uh, sorry, I impressed myself with that one. Uh, nice. It wasn't even that funny. Uh, that was good. Thank you. But when yeah, was you, Doc, you, when was Doc's first game? The when Nuggets the game. You know what day that was? Uh, I can pull it up in one second. So Doc Rivers' first game as January twenty ninth. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, you need to stop easy buckets. And if you if you're a Bucks team who's again as we've talked about, not the most versatile defensive team, not the most skilled defensive team, you need to just be able to stop the bleeding where it's coming the the worst. And that's uh, that's in transition for all teams because you know those are the easiest buckets for opposing teams to get. So if you're able to stop transition offense from occurring, that's a, that's a great sign for your defense going forward. I have them, maybe this is not the right thing. I have them 11th in defense since then, but still, that's uh, obviously much better. It's the offense that hasn't been working as well, and they are 0.6 points allowed away from 6th. So the defense has been very good. The offense has been 20th. I think we all agree, like, you know, game plays better. Um, Chris comes back. I think a lot of that just fixes itself. In the last two games, which is an insane sample, they are seventh in offense and sixth in defense with a 14.6 net rating, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, we'll take that. 119.7 points scored, 105.1 allowed. And again, Philly's not very good, but Minnesota's good. They played, they held Denver under 100, which is frankly, that's the thing about this Bucks team. It's like the horrible losses to Miami and Memphis. But then they look great against Minnesota, even without Chris. They look great against Denver. I think good against Denver the first time, great against Denver the second time, without Chris playing at all. Like, they have played good teams very well. I think they are still one of the best in the league when you look at net rating versus, like, the top 10 net rating teams. So just, like, how you've performed against the teams that have played the best. The Bucks are one of the best teams in the league. And then you look at how they play against, you know, Charlotte, uh, hopefully not Charlotte. We'll see. That's a big test, right? Like, can they keep it up? They have Charlotte on. I don't know, Tuesday. man. Grant Williams is uh, just a revelation. And I was at four and zero. Yeah, I think so. They lost one. They lost one. I think they lost one, and then one. They lost to uh, uh, the Warriors. Yeah, but uh, yeah, three out of the last six games, I believe, the Milwaukee Bucks have held opponents to under a hundred points, which they never did once under Adrian Griffin. No, they did it once. Oh, they did it once. I thought per it was at, never. Ty, per at Ty Windish, they did it three times in the last six, and they. Once in total, it was oh. an in-season tur- the in-season tournament Whoops. game against Charlotte. Ah, yeah, eh, in-season tournament. So I yeah, mean, I, know, I know it's still a regular season game. Forty-five Griffin games did it once and three times in whatever it is. Eleven Doc Rivers. Games. Twelve? No, maybe twelve. Yeah, it was ten games pre All Star break. Then that, would, then there would be more than that. No, they've played since January 29th. They've played yeah twelve games. You're correct. Yeah, it's two games post All Star break. Okay. Well, I didn't if you remember want... the pre All Star break number. I just said it was ten. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't. Sometimes I'm looking up the next thing. I need to listen back. So I'm like, oh, I missed some really good Rohan stuff. No, it's a, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like the oh, new year, that? new me. Oh, that was good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. New year, new me, but the new me is ass. I was like, wait, when did I say that? <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the call with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else do we need to talk about? Gallo? Jay Crowder. Jake Jay Crowder. Crowder. I keep forgetting. I just want to talk Gallo. about I want to I talk about Gallo, man. Let's talk about Jay Crowder, though. Uh, I mean, bad. 
Yeah, one for nine from the field, 0 for 6 from three in these two games. Has been just a poor shooter since returning from the injury. He's just got to knock down some shots and stuff. I mean, his defense has been helpful. He's a good defender. He helps them defensively. He's better on bigs. I mean, his defense on Towns was exquisite. Like, let him guard the bigger guys even more and try and scale down other players. But a one for nine from the field, 0 for 6 from three, obviously not going to cut it shooting. Just horrible. Everything feels like a brick right now for him. For sure. But I feel like that impact is lessened because of Pat Connaughton playing very well. That's the thing. You have these two uh, versatile forwards. Uh, Pat more like a smaller versatile guy. Jay Crowder a bigger guy. So it's like scales down more than he scales up. But still capable of scaling up. Opposite for Pat. I think that impact is lessened because you have Pat Connaughton playing so well that it's okay to not play Jay Crowder sometimes. It's okay because you also have Pat Connaughton as well. So you can sort of see those guys in mix-matching roles, sort of like a who's hot sort of thing. Uh, who's who's on right now? Who's hitting their shots? Who's who's doing well right now that's Pat? And thankfully, it's one of the two. Yeah. So you can actually have the luxury of playing one of the two and not feeling bad about it. It's a problem when neither of them are playing very well. But thankfully, at least Pat is. So you can see that Jay Crowder sort of that what's the uh what's what did we say the opposite of boss man is? Uh oh employee boy. Yeah, employee boy sort of play from boss man. Uh yes. you you can rely you don't have to it's not the end of the world because you have Pat playing so well. And I think that speaks to what the depth of this team is looking like because we we used to say that going into the season, we we're like, man, this is a deep Bucks team. But there, no team is deep when everyone is playing terribly. Uh, yeah. But now everyone's not playing terribly, to put it in simple terms. So you can afford to have these performances from Jay Crowder on the offensive end. I think they're still going to need him to be playable. So I, I, I think it's almost good that they have this stretch where they're playing pretty well and they can overcome his shooting. I hope he's able to find the rhythm again. I mean, he is just a streaky player. So... It would be great if going into playoffs he was he was hitting him at some clip. I do think they'll need him, but we will see. All right, go ahead, Rohan. Danilo Gallinari, the last Bro, he player. sucks. He's a good passer. He sucks. He's a good passer. Okay, like again, it's like a ten minute sample size. But what's the point? What's the point? Uh, it should be AJ Green. It should be. What's the point? There's no point. The only the only reason he's on this team is because he's played for Doc Rivers before. Yeah, well, I don't know why the other guys haven't thought of that. Yeah, again, like, it's their fault, as uh, yeah. Andrew has uh, said in our chat before. It's their fault yeah. for not playing for Doc it Rivers. Best. Yeah, come on, guys. But it's bad. It's bad. It's not good at all. Like, there's no, there's no role for him on this team. There's He's almost just, been better defensively than I thought. It's like a worse Joe Ingles. It's, I don't know how to describe it. He's over three on jumpers, which is not good. No. You're thinking about it. You want him to be good. Well, it's like, I'm, I'm a little intrigued by like what they're doing with him. It's almost like they have another like post conduit passer guy, but he just doesn't really move. So I, I would rather see AJ Green still, but I'm like hesitant to give up on a vet now after what we've seen happen with Pat and Bobby. Is there a Gallo Assance coming too? Gallo, our fellow podcaster. He has a podcast. 
Yeah, I think it's in uh, Italian. Oh my goodness. I saw it on his IG. He posted, uh, he reposted, and it's just like context clues. But yeah, I think he is also, the Bucks love podcasters. Yeah, they've got the Nasa thing up. current or former podcasters. Yeah. Crazy. That's got to be. know of. That's got to be the highest in the league. Probably. I mean, four is a lot. (laughs) Four is, I mean, yeah, it's a third of your, your regular NBA players. And that's just that we know of. I mean, there could be there could be more pods we don't even know about. What do you think? What do you think? AJ Green has a pod under like a pseudonym or something? No, but like I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess most of the other guys don't come off as podcast. Maybe Beasley. I could see Bees doing. Although it. he was so off the cuff on his his uh, Bleacher Report stream that maybe not. Hey, Bees, if you want to try it out, come on GSP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be a recurring guest, please, by all means. You can be our Bucks correspondent because he's actually yeah. on the team. You know? That would be that very, very good insight to share. Yeah. It's like, uh, hey, was this, a, was this a Doc Rivers thing? Does, yeah. is, he, is he coaching Brooke Lopez? He's like, man, we were all telling Brooke to stop shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Like, like we, we, always, we all wanted to see him not do this. It's not just a Doc Rivers thing. And it's like, oh, oh. Good to know, Good. Malik. Good. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. to hear it. Back to Gallo. He's bad. He's not as bad as I feared, but we haven't seen enough. What did you think was going to happen? I thought he was going to look like Spencer Hawes out there. Just like guys running around him. That's fair. That's fair. So, he hasn't been like that, but I, I don't really see the point of it either. Is it too late to go get Otto? Yeah. They're not I mean, cut him now. They could. Who knows? They're not. Come on. They're paying eleven billion dollars to coaches. They're not going to add an extra vet min rest of season contract that, frankly, shouldn't matter. I mean, I think those minutes are gone when Chris is back. He's yeah, that's last fair. in the rotation right now. So you would hope when everyone's healthy, that means he just won't play. Yeah, I guess it's would be your bigger guy off the bench. Yeah, I just. It'd be, but the thing is, like my my point is, why if you're not gonna play him anyway, why not get like an intriguing young G League guy? Yeah, I mean they could just do that with the two way as well. Still have one open. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, I think you know you feel good about. Well, I don't feel good about it. I think Doc feels good about having a a veteran just in case. Yeah, he knows, what to, break, he knows what to do on the floor. I will say, break I mean, glass like, in case of emergency, guy. Yeah, that's There's, valid. He, I could see him having not as good as Teague's. I could see him having a random game where he just comes in and hits like two threes because I don't. Someone's in foul trouble. The the, the Myers Leonard of today this season. Yeah, a little bit. Oh God, remember Myers Leonard? That was a while oh, ago. Yeah. That's it. Wow, let's okay. not let's let's move on for that. Yep. Uh, so Doc, I, my first note yeah. on Doc is Gallo over young guys is bad. I don't really like it either. But I think all defense the other notes is good. Are good. Defense in general is good. So this was a quote uh, shared by Eric Name of the Athletic from Doc after the Philly game, which I was like, that is again maybe a little too honest, maybe painfully honest, but I like how upfront Doc is about this stuff. So talking about that game. Doc goes, quote, it was physical. Like, we don't have foot speed, but we have power and length and we got our hands on them. That's how we have to play defense. 
I love physical defense. I think it's hilarious that he just said, we don't have foot speed. But, like, again, true. Like, I'm not, you know, you bring back Chris Middleton, you're not getting much more foot speed. But it's like, all right, let's just be honest. We don't have the foot speed. How can we play defense? This is how. Like, we're going to be physical, get hands on. I think that's part of the Gallo reason, too, is, like, he's just big. They have a lot of big players. They have big, physical, like, stocky I mean, Gallo isn't like a you know hard-nosed defender, but he's a big guy. I, I think they really like that. And they're just leading into like, all right, we're not quick. We're kind of old. We don't trust uh, Marjan and, and Ajax yet. Let's just be a big, kind of mean, kind of physical team that makes you shoot over us. And then we'll just go, you know, score a bunch on the other end. I just, I like that I, that mentality of just like honest, upfront, practical, defensive approach. And it's working. Yeah, it is. It's it's more of like a do what you need to do with this yeah. current roster, and it's it's the best you can really do with this team, right? Making the you most of what they have. Yeah, it's yeah, it's getting the most of what they have. I think that's a great way to put it. It's you you can't go out there and get a whole new roster. We hope they would try. Uh, yeah. We hope they would, or John Horst and Milt Newton and the team would really try. It didn't end up happening, right? What they've got is what they've got. They've got. Pat Bev, they've got Danilo Gallinari yeah. with a Doc Rivers team, and that team is the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. And I still, I'm still thinking, what the heck happened here? <laughs> but uh, that's what it is. That's what it is, right? So you need to be able to make the most of what you got, uh, like you said. And this is trending in a really good direction. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to Doc Rivers there. Yeah, I have some. So I think again. Trusting Pat and Bobby, which we hated, looks like it, it may work out at this point. I mean, if, the, if those guys can continue on the, the trajectory they're on right now, they're going to be useful bench players and make the Bucks feel a lot deeper this playoffs, which is a big deal. And I think that some credit has to go there to Doc for not, you know, saying send him away for nothing or even if they're on the team still, you know, talking about trade deadline, but now still not just being like, well, let's, you know, all right, Pat, five minutes, hasn't had a shot. Let's put A.J. Green in there. Let's try Marjan. Let's try Ajax. Uh, I think that's been working. Here's a more tactical thing that I like. I looked through all the lineups in these two games post-All-Star, and despite not having Chris, there have been zero minutes of lineups without Dame or Giannis outside of garbage time. So they played all the young guys late in the in the Philly game. But they've Doc has not done the feared all-bench lineups that, you know, you hear Gallo and Bobby, and they have played together. That's been the rotation. It hasn't been great, but hasn't been awful, frankly, either. But they ha- he has not gone with, okay, here's five bench players, or even here's any group without one of Dame or Giannis. And it looked like in the Philly game, he let Dame play the whole first quarter again, which they, they've kind of been going back and forth on that now. But I, I did want to look at that, and I think that's very encouraging that even if some of these lineups aren't, like, ideal and you can quibble, I can't quibble too much if it's going to be 48 minutes of Dame or Giannis, or obviously sometimes both of them, because like at least you have one of your superstars out there who can buoy any group to a certain extent. We'll see if, do we go back to Chris and Friends? Do we not go back? That'll be very interesting to see when he's back and when he's back to his full 30 minutes a game. But that's something I really like to see. Even when they have excuses, they're shorthanded. You know, we could sit here and, you know, hand wave and say, oh, of course they had to play three minutes without them both because no Chris or whatever. They haven't done it. I think that's a good sign for this stretch run. 
It's a great sign. It's a truly a, it's a great sign because what's the point of having two alpha A level guys if you have minutes where neither of them are on the court? There's no point to that because you have two guys who are capable of taking any other group of four players in the league and make them look competent. You have two guys who will elevate everyone around them in Giannis and Dame. Uh, obviously, I don't know who else I'd be talking about. Uh, Thanasis. Yeah, actually. Uh, he does make everyone around him look better. <laughs> hey, one for one against Philly. That's what I'm saying. That's what he, you're saying. He finished the Bobby layup. He finished the layup that Bobby couldn't. That's all I'm saying. He Then he fumbled another one. That's all I'm saying. That's all uh, you're saying. That's it. Yes. But... Yeah, what's the what's the point of having these two guys out there if you don't let them take advantage of being those guys? Like those two are used to being, hey, they give me the ball, get out of the way, sort of guys. And we see a lot of lineups where it's just game, just game, just game, just, just game. <laughs> is that their is that their ship name? Yame Yamian Lutetakumpo. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't want to think about their ship name or the... I don't even like saying Yame out loud. <laughs> Yame is funny. I made myself laugh. Um, <laughs> Yame and Lieutenant Kumpo. You love this. <laughs> For some reason. Oh, it's a Monday like, morning. Did you not sleep? This feels like delirium setting in. It's, it's a Monday morning. I'll say that. But... Yeah, you need to be able to take advantage of those guys taking those skills that they have and putting them for your team. So you have to have lineups where it's just Dave, it's just Giannis. But also, like we're starting to see them get more and more used to playing together, you have those lineups where they share the court. But in order to really, really, truly leverage both of their skill sets, have one of them on the court at all times, right? That's the point. That's the point of this all. And I think Doc Rivers is doing a great job of that. Yeah. I, I I'm so I'm so unprepared for the Doc Rivers playoff heartbreak. What if it doesn't happen? I'm so unprepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean, feel like I'm getting invested. I've, of course, it's what we do. I feel like I'm Why I'm like buying I'm buying into Doc Rivers, and every bone of my body is telling me what is wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, if he coaches the exact same way he's been coaching now, I don't think he'll be the reason they lose a series. And for me, uh, that's is that a low bar? Maybe. I mean, I, I just feel like that's kind of where they've been at for most of this run, better or worse. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think so, that's fair. Uh, if he's not going to actively lose them the series and he's going to be able to fix the defense and hopefully get some more out of these vets, including Dame, th- that's fine. Like that's that's a good place. It's not a great place, but it's a good place to be with coaching. And if you're at a great place to be with your roster, that can add up and and do a whole lot for you. That's consistently. I just walk away from the dot games like, yeah, I, I didn't love everything he did. I certainly am not sitting out here like this was a masterclass in every facet in terms of like the in game adjustments and what they do or anything like that. But I mean, they look like just a much different, better team. I mean, their communication Bucks, is starting to look better. Like the Bucks again. What a great quote from Bobby Mic'd Up is great. Calling out it was was great. It was it was great. It was honestly great. I know we've had our quibbles with Bobby, but yeah, it's good. It's glad I'm glad to see him playing good basketball. Hundred uh, percent. What's your updated Hubie Brown take after the game? Still bad. 
I enjoy them. I don't. Why does Sunday after every play is the perfect time? Every perfect every time play, it's like oh, ah, ooh, ooh, this is the middle of Dave Pash trying to do play by play. It's like, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> good plays, Rohan. <laughs> like what Dave Pash taught, man. <laughs> well, maybe you should. I think there should be more just guttural. It's like I don't need to hear in the middle of every play, you know. <laughs> he does not sound like he's coughing up a loopy like that. You're making it sound like he's he's choking. This is what he does. Oh, oh. that's what he does. Oh, oh, he does. Oh, I'll give you that. But it's not quite. You're doing. You're doing. Oh, he's not doing that. <laughs> oh man, it's still. You I make don't... it sound like Ruby has a hairball. So it sounds like it sometimes. does not sound like that. I'm standing up for the old guy. Oh, Bobby likes him. I like him too. Who wait? Who uh, Hubie or Bobby? You said? Yeah, Bobby likes Hubie. Yeah, I mean, I, res- said, oh, I respect. I respect the heck out of Hubie Brown. I want to make that clear. I no, respect ultimate- Hubie Hairball. You don't respect him. <laughs> I res- I ultimate utmost respect for Hubie Brown. But I don't need him on the broadcast anymore. I'm gonna start doing Hubie noises while you uh, <laughs> while you make good points on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not it. You're doing you're doing puke. That's what it it's sounds not like. Puking. It does it's not. So, it sounds like to me. That's um, it's not ageism. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Uh, uh, do we have anything else we need to touch on here? No. <laughs> We're um, making hairball yeah. Hubie noises. Now you got me yeah. saying that. You said it. <laughs> I'm um, clip you saying it. Uh, that's fair, honestly. <laughs> I deserve that. Uh, but we'll wrap this up. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Wire GSPN, brought to you by Prize Picks. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com slash Eurostep. Use promo code Eurostep for up to $100. Uh, match on your first deposit but yeah thank you for listening uh make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching on youtube uh leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform and try to check out gspn.info for all of our links all of our podcasts uh brewer spring training starting up it's been fun Southway like a third base a lot of interesting stuff going on there yeah he, his first infield assist happened in uh it's cactus league right i think so yeah, his first spring training game out in the desert, we'll say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good to see. Uh, make sure you check out Cruising for a Bruising for all things Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, yeah, like I said, all of our links are at gspn.info. Pod random, and we'll talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.